growing up isn't fun. Leaving your childhood behind, seeing how messed up the world Andres, is. Andres, 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 yo, whoa, Andres. Dude, I'm recording. Come on, man. Bro, I'm sorry, but you got to see this. Look, there's a dog what? outside and it's doing backflips. What? Have to go. Yo, there's no way. There's no It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, all right, now that he's gone. <clears throat> Growing up is not fun. Leaving your childhood behind, seeing how messed up the world is, and losing your innocence is an agonizing pain. Was trying to ignore it only delays the inevitable. We all one day have to bloom, however. So join us today as we speak about Tyler the Creator's 2017 album, Flower Boy. Willie, there was no dog outside. There was a dog outside, but he wasn't doing any backflips. He was just sleeping. Oh, I, I, he must have gotten tired, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's a full dog. Whatever. All right, anyways, let me get back to this intro real quick so I can finish this up. No, the intro's done. What do you mean? You did the intro already. Hey, did hey I? boys, boys, come on. Let's start recording. All right. Oh, I, 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 I don't have time. I'm going to finish the intro. Go. All right, whatever. That's good. All right. All right. Welcome, Welcome everybody, everybody back. back to. Uh huh. What are you doing? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, no, no. Continue. Continue. I, I always do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Why, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Go, go. In- introduce the show. Introduce the show. All right. Welcome everybody back to the record shop. I'm as always your beloved and your favorite host, William. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andres. Good evening. Good uh, morning. Ah, afternoon, whatever. Um, whenever this album, this episode comes out, I guess. And I'm joined by the man who is dead to me now, Sebastian. <laughs> Jesus. How's everybody doing? It's a pleasure to be back here. So today we're doing a, a nice little episode. Andres, would you like to take it away? Ladies and gentlemen, this is an episode that we've been very excited to talk about. An episode we all have a very strong connection to. This is 20, this a critically acclaimed album from 2017 was number two on the Billboard 200, nominated for the Grammy in 2018 for Best Rap Album. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing Tyler, the Creator's Flower Boy. Amen. What, what can be considered his best album? What can be considered? That is a point of contention. Indeed. I will not I'm trying to agree some, I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to spark some fire right from the start. I'll agree with that. That's a pretty safe I'll agree with that. Yeah, that's like, yeah. For something like "Oh, bastard!" is his best album. Like, yeah. It's a wild takes, but yeah. But starting off, boys, how do we feel about Flower Boy upon first listen? Well, first listen for me would have been, ooh, would have been 2018 when it was nominated for the Grammys, mm. and then people were like, "Oh my god, it should have won! It's like the best album of the year!" And I was like, "I gotta see what this is about," because I had already known about Tyler for a while, but I never actually like I never actually gotten into him. Then so I got into Flower Boy, and like a week later, I was like, "Damn." He got robbed. This <laughs> truly was best album of the year, and so that started like my rabbit hole into the, into the Tyler, the Tyler Creator fandom that I'm currently now part of. I agree, mm-hmm. I agree with that. What about you, Willie? Well, me personally, mm-hmm. um, I listened to Flower Boy, or like around when Igor was coming out for the first time. But as always, I'm terrible with listening to albums, so it just didn't stick with me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, about over the summer, last summer, I said fuck it and i decided to to give it a chance again and i listened to it entirely at like 12 in the morning and it was one of the greatest things i've ever done because at that point it became my favorite album ever Mm -hmm. 
but it was surpassed by Mac Miller's faces eventually when I did listen to that. But I love Flower Boy. I love everything behind it. I love the story, the production. Everything is perfect. I feel like mm. specifically to the three of us, this is a pretty big album. The Indeed. themes that this album touches upon are the way that we got introduced to Tyler. I got introduced to Tyler in a really funny way, actually. <laughs> so it's it's the year when Igor dropped. I believe it's 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong. I start scrolling through mm. my YouTube feed and I see this man in a yellow bowl cut wig with sunglasses in a stage in front of this like silver background. And the title of the video is called Earthquake. I clicked on the video. Best decision of my life. I was introduced to Tyler mainly through Igor. And then I'll say maybe a couple months later, I gave Flower Boy a full listen to. And... I have to say, to me, this is probably in contention for his best album. Given oh, so you see how you see how nobody's laughing? Laughing. Oh, that wasn't a funny story. No, okay. That was a funny, that was a funny story. It's funny to me. It's funny to me. <laughs> I, I loved. I loved how funny Igor or the funny, the the style. Yeah, the, the Igor outfit. You have the shirt, don't you? You have like the, the stupidest have the Igor shirt. shirt ever. It's not stupid. You two keep talking. I'm a Igor, I've called you Igor. Anyway. I just like to point out something very quickly. Of course. That Flower Boy was originally my album. Look at it. All right, hold on. So, so for the people, we'll put this on Instagram. We'll, we'll show the people that was a shirt. But it's literally just a black shirt with oh my Igor, with, with yeah, Igor just it, standing there. Look how beautiful this is. Terrible. Look how beautiful. How do you how do you how do you put that into into an outfit, Celis? What do you wear with that? What do you wear with that shirt? You. Wear, what are you gonna wear with that shirt? Hmm. Okay. So I was thinking about this at first. So you put. A black, or what's it called? A black sweater underneath. Like, a just completely black sweater. You put that over it. You put a black bucket hat, black jeans, full black. Composition. Or you can substitute it for cargos. Long khaki cargo pants. But we are so far <sighs> off topic right now. We should get to talking this is about that. This, this, <laughs> so this, is, this, is this is why you're the worst dressed out of the entire group. I'm going to share. I'm going to share my fit that I brought to call me to the coffee. The coffee you lost. It's a fantastic fit, but you look so overdressed. You look like Otto Octavius. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You look, you look like Carmen San Diego. <laughs> I do not. He looked looked like a 1940s detective whose wife. He looked like an NPC from LA Noir. Dude, how is that possible? I do not regret it one bit. But speaking about you, look for you. you, Nah, not gonna lie, you look stupendous, but you you, the ghost of the wave done. Thank you very much for occasion. Anyways, yeah, let's get into the album, boys. And the album boys. All right, starting off, I think we can start off immediately with the tracks. What do you think, Salas? I think we start off right off the rip. Forward. Forward. He's in contention for one of my top five tracks on the entire album. Not only mm. because of how unique the instrumental begins off at first, the way that it just sets up the album, the way that, that Rex Orange County is just, uh, what's it called, implemented flawlessly through the, the continuous beats, the way that Tyler's verse just leads into that. And the instrumental is just, I, 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 I can't say, I can't help but repeat it again. It's just so unique to the point where like, I'm just in awe. And it's this is going to be the beginning of what I'm going to consider and what most people consider to be the journey of this album being a car ride. But what mm-hmm. did you boys think? So, okay. So, first of all, the first thing I do want to mention, Celeste, mm-hmm. so you are, if you don't mind me, I'm divulging a bit of your past history back mm-hmm. from high school. You used to be a theater kid. Am I correct? Yes. 
Nah, I, I don't do this out of spite, Zeus. I, no, I didn't mean to ask. I know you don't. I know you don't. No, he's doing he's doing it out of spite. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to make not, sure you get I'm no way. I'm not ashamed of that. I love being a theater kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. So, would you say you're in a sense a little a little well versed in uh, theatrical terms? Yeah, more or less. And do you know what a forward is? Willie, what do you think a forward? Is? <laughs> <laughs> you want to so know what a forward is? Mm-hmm. So the forward is usually used to set the stage for something that's about to be presented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is what that, that that's why it's called forward because it's setting the stage for the entire album. How do you not know that? Never mind. Very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you yes. want to know why I know what forward is? Oh, please let us know. Because as an Eng- as an English major. Oh my <laughs> god. As as a, as a as a wasted money major. There are countless books that uh-huh. are like, let's say, autobiographies, biographies, whatever. Right. With, a, sorry, with a forward mm-hmm. that says "forward by uh, Batman," whatever. I don't care. What? You know? Yeah, you got. You get. There's a lot of books. A lot of books have a forward. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just setting the setting the theme. But real quick, what do you guys think about the track? So as I was saying prior, so mm-hmm. this album. It works perfectly as an intro, as it's already titled "Forward," so it's already explaining what this album is going to be about. Yeah. the The song itself is basically explaining Tyler and like not only his his motivation for creating music and making content, but his actual lack thereof by the end of the song. Right. And this is this is the beginning of what Dive they would die. I say words for the lack of a better word. What it was begins to show the the true colors of this album being an album about Tyler talking about his mental health. Right. And these suicidal type thoughts that are like encroaching on his mind. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this is why I think this is a fantastic intro, because not only does it already begin to peek behind the curtain and show what it's truly trying to talk about, but it does it beautifully Rex Orange Country in the background. I but Willie, you, you have anything else to add? I can see you're raising yeah. your hand like a four-year-old. <laughs> Got him. Please, please, <laughs> please go on into what you're going to say. Go ahead, go ahead, continue. In the video... Uh, Flower Boy conversation yeah. that Tyler created uploaded. Very um, I forget. Video. I forget what. It's a very fantastic video. I highly recommend it mm-hmm. for whoever yes. wants to. Tyler mentioned the <clears throat> the overarching theme of this album, as Sebastian said, is a car ride. Mm-hmm. So what Tyler said that, and especially this song, he was just at home with nothing to do, nowhere to go, no plans, no one wanted to hang out. It was just him, mm-hmm. and he just you know and. You know, it usually when you're bored, you go on a little car ride sometimes. Right. And it's just, that's what it is. It's just him avoiding the things that he does have to do, but doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And him avoiding everything in his life that causes him stress. And eventually he can't keep going. Right. Because he hits a certain thing. That's also a title of a track. Man, we're going to get into that now, actually. But mm-hmm. any other comments yeah. on, the, on Forward Boys? No, sir. I mean, honestly, I think we've got to reiterate what I said before. Uh, something that I wanted to mention a little more. Yeah. I like I like Rex Orange County a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a country, which is Orange County. Whatever. Yeah, right, so uh, I like Rex Orange County a lot. I think he's I, I, he's, a, he's an artist that, I, that you can listen to. And it's just so soothing. Yeah. It, it, oh, man. I love it. But I love Rex Orange County, and I'm glad that he's on this album more than once. Well, now but I think we can move on. Let's talk about where this flower blooms. Featuring Frank Ocean. Feach, I was about to say that. By the time of this, another, album, uh-huh. yeah, a- another sensational feature. Uh, I want to add feature, but I'll that say by, by the time of this album, having those two mm. on a track is probably like 
I imagine would be super anticipated as both of their sounds. I believe uh, Frank Ocean had released an album near or like close to the release of Flower Boy. Yeah, he released Blonde in 2016. Yeah. 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 So having both of their sounds mesh into this song, I feel is pretty great. However, yeah. to me, I'm just going to preface this and then we're going to get into to how we feel about the track. This is indeed my least favorite track on the entire album. Oh. But, but with that being said, let's get into it, boys. How did you feel about it, Willie? I fucking, I, I love the song. It's so good. Yeah, same. Especially Frank Ocean's part because I'm just a sucker for Frank Ocean. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything about this song just sounds so glittery, I guess you could say. Yeah. And it just shines so hard on this album because of because of Frank Ocean's feature, mm-hmm. among other things. But yeah, that's all I have to say. What about you, Andres? What do you feel about the, where this flower blooms? So yeah, so so as you perhaps mentioned that Frank Ocean had released Blonde. Oh, Blonde came out in 2016. The album that yes, came out in 2016 was Chanel. But even then, he already made a name for himself because of Blonde. Right. And then for Rex Orange County, just to press back on that guy, he already released Apricot Princess in 2017. Hmm. So he was already making waves. And I love Apricot Princess. Right. I, I remember that. hearing like, Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. But onto, onto, this, onto this track. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little taken aback, Celeste, that you don't like. like you, I know you don't hate the song, but like you, it's like your least favorite song. It's a little strange. A l- l- little bit of... Kind of, kind of a mid take. Not gonna lie. Damn. But okay. to each their own. Mm-hmm. However, where this flower blooms immediately, the instrumentals sucked me in. They were the instrumentals are incredible. Throughout the whole album, the instrumentals are fantastic. Yeah. But in this song specifically, the the there were these soothing uh, instrumentals that are immediately picking you up, and it just puts you in this world that Tyler's starting to to this, this tale that Tyler's weaving for you. Right. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I, okay. I, mm-hmm. yeah, no, what? No, I will say this is on, I believe the video that this is featured on or this track shows on is on the, the ending half of See You Again. Am I wrong? Or is it? Un- no, what do you mean by that? The the whole I, I rock, I roll, like that part of the section of the song shows up in a video. I keep forgetting which one it is. I am not 100% sure to be honest. Where like, it, it's Me actually either. pretty disturbing where he pulls out like a cloth and it's just, an entire body covered with bees. But that's what got like that segment of the song, I will say is great, but everything leading up to it to me feels a bit anticlimactic. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't hate this song. I think it's great. However, in terms of the composition of this entire album, I feel like it's probably one of its, it's on the weaker side to me. It like, and the next song, sometimes the, both of them kind of go hand in hand as they're less of, like setting it's more setting up what what forward was but a bit more toned down in a sense i like right. having frank ocean on this on this track and i think he shines beautifully on a on an upcoming track that we're going to mention but this feels mm-hmm. as i've said many times before about other albums and i feel like that's something that i narrow down a lot on on like the ride to the top this is mm-hmm. definitely the, the setup to the climax but yeah that, mm-hmm. that, that's how i feel about it like i said yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. I think the song's great. Well, with that being said, I guess. Well, well hold on. on. I, oh. I actually, I actually do want to mention something about the the, the overall themes of this album. Uh-huh. As I mentioned prior, a lot of this is about like Tyler showing uh, his his struggles. Mm-hmm. But something else that I've noticed about this album is that it's a lot about growth, right? About him expressing himself, which is which I feel like is why it's called Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. 
because he's trying to talk about how how he's grown from where he started, how this flower is growing, which is why it makes sense that the second song is where the flower blooms, because he's talking about how this flower has been blooming through struggles. This song talks a lot about how he used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 he now tries living big. Yeah. He has golf with Fleur. He has like a really good brand. He has a big brand. He has incredible shows. He's he's, he's, he's making Geneva. a lot of money. He's in Switzerland. He's in Switzerland eating French vanilla ice cream. Yeah, he all gotta, they all got to tell us out too. Oh but anyways, God. I love I love that album so much. But um, he, he's talking about he's, he's talking about how he used to be. How he only being able to like dream about certain cars, mm-hmm. but now he can afford them kind of whenever he wants. Yeah. Like he's just talking about that growth, and we're gonna see it a lot through the rest of this album. But I just do want to mention that this whole album is talking about not only his struggles but growing through that struggle. Right. But I think with that, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we can move on to the next track. Lily. Yes. With your landmark transitions. Transition, please. Sometimes by Tyler the Creator. Man, I man. God, I hate this guy so much. Sometimes by Tyler the Creator. You should have brought Michael. Sound like me, bro. Like sometimes <laughs> by Tyler. Sometimes, mm-hmm. so, sometimes by Tyler the Creator is what Tyler considers his favorite song off the album. It's mm-hmm. very interesting because this is an interlude to 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 go into. I thought see his you favorite. Again. I thought yeah, I thought his favorite was "See You Again." Well, he says that here mm-hmm. that this is his favorite because mm-hmm. he originally had an eight-minute. I think it was eight-minute. Eight minutes uh, version of the song, but then he cut it down to 36 seconds. And he says that the chords he loves and that the song is basically what plays while he's dreaming, Damn. like uh, something mm-hmm. along the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, it's a very beautiful, really la- relaxed interlude and also introduces a, a mm-hmm. another theme of the album where it's a radio station. It's golf radio. Yeah. You have the radio yeah. announcer and he, you know, he's asking, oh, what's your name? And then no one responds. And he's like, well, you dumb fuck. Uh, what song do you want to hear? He's like the song about me, and the song about me. That is one of the most beautiful things you could ever do to transition into a song like "See You Again." Yeah, that's amen. Pretty. That's really. You guys I do know who's. Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys. You guys do know who's the 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 radio host, right? Shane Powers. Uh, yeah, that's correct. It is Shane Powers. Shane Powers is a pretty big friend of Tyler. He's a good friend of Tyler. Yeah. He's been he's collaborated on songs like "Blow My Load" and "Buffalo" from Jerry Bomb. Mm. He's well, that's the only one I can think of. But those are his main his main contributions to Tyler's right. work. And this is not this wasn't his last outing on it together. Yeah. So he's he's been helping him out a lot, and I think the radio vocals are incredible. I think the way the way he speaks and his mannerisms and the tone of voice that he uses are so good for someone trying to be a radio host. Yeah. But that's. I was kind of dwelling on that for a little too long. So, has he got anything else to add? I mean, alongside what you're saying, the whole radio show post, mm-hmm. like the presence, it, you really feel it. And, like, you're yearning to hear Tyler's response through the through the interlude. And at first, I'm like, yo, what's he, what's he going to say? He's going to say some, like, quirky, witty something. And then it just hits you with the song about me. I will have to agree with Willie. That is beautiful. It's a phenomenal way to transition. Yeah. I have to highlight the chords at the beginning. The chords at the beginning, I don't know what song. It, it reminds me of something off of perhaps something that we hear in like Igor or maybe on some aspects mm. of call me if you get lost. But I feel like I know that in another track, there's a very early version of sweet. I, I feel like we got, uh, I forgot what song it was, 
but it, you hear a snippet of it at the end of it, and I feel like we're probably going to get to that later on. I think. Yeah, it's later. Yeah, I want. I, I want to bring that up. You have this, like the seeds. No pun intended. No pun intended. Like this inception of what is going to become his later works that you start to see here, and I think it's beautiful. Quite, like quite frankly, and I feel like this interlude introduces also the whole narrative of what we're going, and it's just quite explicitly that it is sort of a card ride. Tyler's calling yeah. in a, a radio station. He's like, yo, play the song about me. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, to me, I, I'm a sucker for albums that have this like overarching narrative to them. And this and, is definitely yeah. one of the examples that I bring up when talking they're talking about those narrative type dri- those narrative driven albums. Right, anything mm-hmm. else to say about sometimes, boys? Not personally. Honestly, gentlemen, mm-hmm. I think we can move on to song about him. That was a good transition. I like that. Hey, <laughs> that was good. That was it, good. I was hoping you guys would talk, so it would be straight silence. But yeah, it's right. see you again time. See you, see you again. again. The most famous song off of Flower Boy, the first Are- song that Tyler the Creator ever heard be played on the radio station. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Arguably, I would say that this is his most popular song. Period. If not this or Earthquake. Nah, I was about to say that. Uh, it's say Earthquake. It's yeah, that's really quick. blue. That's the way I was. I would say this song just because what you just mentioned that it was on the radio. Because I don't think Earthquake was on the radio. No, it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. But anyways, one of these two. Yeah, Earthquake was like number one, I think. Fair. Well, anyways, right, whatever. Uh-huh. Anyway, so see you again. See you again. Never reached the Billboard Hot 100, but it's easily. You could make the argument that it's one of Tyler the Creator's top five songs it of has all time. The material to be told mm-hmm. or like absolutely. Yeah. It, it features Cal, it features Caliucci's with an absolutely stunning diamond encrusted um, feature, and Tyler is rapping about how every time he closes his eyes is the only time he can see his lover because his lover yeah. doesn't exist. Like his personal, his personal um, <clears throat> wants for a person that, yeah. like he's never met someone like that, and so right. every time he every time he closes his eyes, he can see them. Yeah, whenever he wakes up, they disappear, and he doesn't yeah. want to wake up. I will have to he doesn't want to go to war. Yeah, that, that's the... He doesn't know if they're ever going to see him the, again. That's the main motif that I get from this track. And coincidentally enough, when he does the live performance of See You Again, it starts off with like a Martian hymn, where you have the... He's repeating a, a phrase, and then the crowd re- repeats back to him, and he's doing like a little marching salute, too. I think it's yeah. pretty... Uh, what's it called? I think it's pretty clear that the message that he's going for it in it, it's sort of a ballad. It's sort of like a a way to a, a yearning for a lover that's not there or maybe that you're too distant from at the moment. I think this is an absolutely beautiful song. And I'm I'm still mad because during the Call Me If You Get Lost tour, it was a pretty big missed opportunity when you have Kaliuchi his starting the I, show at the concert. And not yeah, and she that. didn't show up for I was again. disappointed with my that. theory. Uh-huh. My theory is that she left. Like, you that's, know, y'all realize plausible. She left with Don Tolliver just because she wanted to leave. She just left with Don Tolliver. Right. She's like, alright, I'm done. Let's go home. And then she left, and I was like, damn. Back to right, the song. Then. I. This is definitely one talk. of the more beautiful songs in the track, where you hear Tyler's yes. full vision, what he wanted to go for, and. It's like something ripped straight out of his mind, his dreams, just put into a song. I will say this, as much as I give this song praise, it isn't in contention for my top three, however. But that's just because personally, 
I've been saturated with this song so much where like I've appreciated for what it is and what like it's going for that I'm looking at the more interesting tracks right now, if y'all know what I mean. Yes, absolutely. Well yeah, how do you how do you feel about this track, Andres? So I'm gonna be honest, I, I kind of agree with you mm-hmm. that I listen to the song so often, partly by my own volition, because I love the song, I love the song a lot. Right. But I I can't say that it has it used to be my favorite song of the album, mm-hmm. but it has steadily dropped just because I've listened to it so much. And yeah. I started listening to either more Tyler or just more Flower Boy in general. Yeah. Or more more Flower Boy and more Tyler in general. Yeah. So I just kinda it just kind of dwindled down a little bit. Still, like my top ten favorite songs, but still. So Kelly Uchis is no stranger to working with Tyler because she was already on Cherry Bomb on Find Your Wings and my favorite song of Cherry Bomb, mm-hmm. Eat Perfect, <laughs> Young and Perfect. Amen. That's a favorite song, but don't it's such a good take. song. W take. Honestly. Thank you, thank you. Wow, a rare sales W. I can't uh, believe it. I think they they did After the Storm together. They did, yes, yeah. yes, After the Storm, so it's which a, is the only song I was excited for. Yeah. Yeah, and after the storm was the only song I was excited for during Kelly's set really? at the concert. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't. I like Kelly. I don't think he's bad or anything. But I was like so hyped for Tyler. I was like, get on with it. <laughs> I that was. I really wanted to see uh, after the storm because Tyler's on that song. And then, so I thought Tyler was gonna come up during so the song, but he did it. I was like, yeah. I had a theory. All right, that whatever. We we're just gonna hear him from the backstage, but yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Let me say this one. So as Celis, as, as Willie has already mentioned, that this song is just about his ideal love. Something that I do want to mention throughout the song, he mentions that he doesn't want to wake up because he doesn't want to leave them. Yeah, I feel like you can interpret that either as he he's so in love with that person that he just wants to be with them forever, mm-hmm. or he's or another way you can interpret it, as I said before that this is a an album about like suicidal thoughts. Yeah, then it can be him not wanting to wake up. Literally, he doesn't want to wake up anymore because he wants to like go to heaven and be with this person that he's imagined all his life. You know what I mean? Damn, yeah, that's pretty deep. Exactly. He doesn't want to wake up because he wants to be with this person. Yeah. Willie, do you have anything else to add? I'd just like to add that Can I Get a Kiss and Can You Make It Last Forever is my favorite lyric off the entire album. I agree. Can I get a kiss? It's one of the more beautiful... Can you make it last forever? But with that being said, boys... I'm about to go to war. And I don't know if I'm going to see you again. Willie, hit us with the transition, please. Who that boy? Oh. Who him is? <laughs> it's who that boy featuring ASAP Rocky. These are getting progressively oh, worse. It says, who that boy? Who him is? Do you know who him is? I have no it's Tyler, the creator. I think, I think he's talking about ASAP Rocky. Baby. <laughs> so, who that boy uh-huh. um, is the first full-on, mm-hmm. like, heavy rap song of yeah. the entire album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for, at one point, it, this was my favorite song because back when I was first getting into Tyler, I listened to to this song and I was like, yo, this is hype. And yeah, but, you know, we have a great verse from Tyler. We have a great music video. ASAP Rocky kills it. It's just it's so good. And then especially the transition at the end to what it's going to. Mm-hmm. It's it's really a strong song. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, what, what are you going to say, Andres? I mean, the only really thing I can really mention about the song is that A, mm-hmm. something that I do, something that I don't like it, it's just a little odd. It's just like, not odd, but it's a little like kind of, I don't know, silly. A nitpick, I guess, of mine. Uh, when this album, when this when this song starts, yeah, there's like, I want to say like a 30 second buildup of just instrumentals it's, until it drops and it drops so hard. It, oh my. It, it, it drops so hard. Oh, who that it's boy? Suspense. It it's is, suspense. It's suspense. It's just personified. It's suspense because it gets you like anxious, like, 
just start and, and it, 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 it does start. Mm-hmm. Let me yeah. let me interrupt for a second. It does a similar motif as the movie Jaws does with with its main score. True, that, I that's, I that. uh, just I a little was, just just a little sound, after. just dude, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just uh, what what it's doing. Yeah, but it's just so much more in in because it starts off kind of like Jaws, where it's just like two like notes, yeah. and then yeah. it gets more and more and more and more. There's like thirty instruments playing, and then it all just crashes yeah. into what becomes Who That Boy. And Tyler's vocals has a gritty voice. Oh, it's so good! I love this song. I will say, ASAP Rocky absolutely destroyed it on his on his. Yeah, no, absolutely. His, uh, While this being like one of the better tracks on this album, yes. If what Tyler was going for here was more of like this mellowed out sensation, this goes. I mean, when you think about it, it's just in complete contrast. Like mm-hmm. this and another song that we're gonna bring up is definitely at odds of what this album is going for. But I think it's genius that it's an inclusion in this album. Off of the Rocky uh, reception of what Cherry Bomb was, I feel that this is a perfect coalescence of what his older audience wanted to listen to, this grimy, relentless take, uh, coped with an amazing collab, that we that is just refined over you know his, like his earlier works into what is Who That Boy. I think Absolutely. this is a phenomenal track, even though that it, what's it called, kind of comes in contest over what the message of this album is for. But I don't uh, think uh-huh. it actually does. I don't think it take. I don't. I, don't, I think sonically, mm-hmm. it does. It does a. Uh, it is contest with what the with the album the way the album sounds. The rest of the album sounds right. But I think the message overall is still there. <laughs> it is. A, <laughs> well, he's flailing his arms at me. Say that, yeah. like, go ahead before you scream. Talk about talk about it. I know what you're gonna talk about. So, uh-huh. for no, you don't. Who that boy and the uh, see you again. That's uh-huh. what, sorry, my bad. Okay. Um, I feel like because see you again has the instrument, like the the idea that you're waking up and you're gonna go to war. Yeah. You know, because life is just war. Life sucks, and so yeah. this could also be interpreted as Tyler just being angry at the fact that he's awake and he just doesn't want to be awake. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get such an aggressive song like that. Or maybe, yeah, maybe, and maybe I, you went better. What yeah. if he makes it to the war? What if the song is the war? And it's just, oh. like, it's, it's just a because re- it's sudden. It's out of nowhere. He's fighting it's, for his life. Non-stop. He's fighting for his life. And then I th- that's just one way that I interpret it. Now that you bring that up. That's, 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 that's pretty good. actually. Yeah. But anything else to Something say about that, this? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, last thing I do want to mention this this song was a very long time in the making. This 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 came out when well, the the album came out twenty seventeen, right. but this song was made in like l- like late twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So most of the album, not the album, this song was pretty much almost complete by the time that the album had dropped. This is probably like the first song that was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie, what do you think about that? I have one more thing to add because I believe it was who that boy was brought to a couple other artists mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. denied it. <clears throat> I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but I know that the song wasn't originally going to be Tyler's. I think it was actually supposed to be, I think it was supposed to, supposed to be Rocky's at one point. And so he just did a verse like saying like what the, the song would sound like uh-huh. with the instrumental well, and then no one picked it up. So he just kept it himself. Okay. Well, I know that I know that see you again was supposed to be for Zayn Malik and then mm-hmm. he didn't want it. So then Tyler was like, okay, I'm taking it. Lamar nice <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. like a tweet 
Uh, Tyler was like, fun fact, I wrote See You Again for Zayn, but he flaked on the studio twice, so I kept it for myself. It worked out better. It did, so, it did. It did, it did. And if that's all, um, Who That Boy mm-hmm. ends with um, Tyler's... No. no, 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 let, no. Him, let him say the narrative reason. Mm-hmm. Who That Boy ends with Tyler speeding off angry at the world. And then all of a sudden, right at the end, you hear him hit a pothole. And then you get the song Pothole featuring Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. My favorite song of the entire album. Damn. And tell us why. Now, John, mm-hmm. as, as Willie has already mentioned, the narrative that leads into Pothole, first of all, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the, the second thing that is immediately discussed is he's talking about the, the struggles that he's had in his life, the obstacles that he's had to swerve to get right. to where he is now. Right. He's talking about like his family, how his how he had, he has his, his stepdad and not, he didn't have his real dad. How they like flaked on him and all that. And he's talking about, he's still talking about like driving, swerving past these obstacles, swerving all these fake people that he's getting past, like, skirting left and right to try and make it to where he is now. Yeah. Pothole is Tyler trying to not get stuck on any of these, mm. not to block himself into any of these like failures or losses in life. Yeah to keep going forward which is also why i like the song forward because it all loops together the one big circle of perfect mm-hmm. but gentlemen anything what else is that on this track willie what about you well tyler at the very beginning says that his mother told him to not trust anybody he only trust Correct. his manager clancy brown mm-hmm. yes and i just like to say that i think everyone can agree that our mom has said something and we're just like nah you're wrong, mom. Like, come on, these are my friends. And then something eventually happens. And yeah. <clears throat> it was, it turns out your mom was right the entire time. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, in conclusion, always listen to your mother. Amen. Yeah, we support moms in the podcast. Take. Uh, I'm going to have to talk about this, uh, about this track instrumentally. The, what begins off as a, a slow, like, we all look at, in, like, sorry. We almost get instantly into what the track is. Tyler goes almost immediately into his verse. And then the synths that go off to a drum in the background are just, it's just beautiful. And I feel if there was a song to really come back to and like describe this album sonically, it would probably have to be this song. I don't know what it is. It's probably the use of the synth, uh, Jaden's delivery, Mm. his vocals that just sell what this album is. It's sort of not really experimental, but very full-fledged or, or <laughs> you, you two are genuinely clowns but <laughs> but yeah uh, wait, 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 do you know what you're talking about i, I have to anything? i have nothing to say i have to say yeah, yeah. that genuinely this is one of the more enjoyable tracks off of this uh, off of this album yeah right, what do you have Will to say anything else to add? i would like to add one more thing oh. that Mm. I understand Jaden's like I lo- I like Jaden Smith. I think he's a really good artist. Mm. But mm. for his chorus for the song and him just saying pothole over and over again, it can get t- kind of tiring, at least for me. Right. You know, look up for the pothole, watch out for the pothole. Like he says it a lot yeah. through the song, and it kind of um it gets a little old, at least to me. I feel like it's you get that really there's like a pop. I think that's really pop oriented, honestly, that ideal. But to yes. me, that's what adds the addicting, droning sensation to the track and why he's mm. going through the, the the message being just swerving out for negative influences, people that might be out for your downfall and stuff like that. 
Okay. I, I feel that in terms of what both Jaden and Tyler are trying to accomplish here and how it leads up into the into the message of this album is just it's just phenomenal. I, I don't yeah. find I don't find it jarring in my opinion. I think it's to the benefit of the track. But yeah, mm, of course. If that's all we gotta say, then let's so the last thing I do want to mention oh, okay. this was this is this is Jaden's first time uh, collaborating with Tyler. Uh-huh. There's, there's a tweet where he goes, "I'm gonna cry." A song with Tyler is a dream I thought would never happen. Right. So he was very very excited to make the song. He was ecstatic to make the song, and I think he delivered in every sense of the word. Like he absolutely crushed it. This could not have been a better first try, yeah, first time with Tyler. And his dreams just skyrocket even more because in, when he did the Igor tour, he he what's it called? He went on tour with him. Yes. And I remember how bombastic his set was. I think he did a, uh, I forget the album name. It, it has like the sire. Oh, sire. That's what it's called. A, mm-hmm. a very phenomenal performance. And you can definitely hear Absolutely. his inspir the inspiration in his in his music. Yeah. But yes. yes. I feel like with that being said, yeah. boys, let's go into Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Garden Shed. No, there, there's no really where, funny where, intro. Where? It, like, where are the uh-huh. Willie? Where, where, where are the transitions this episode, bro? Look, I was gonna do one, but Garden Shed is a very it is a very song, it, it, it is so, boring song. I have to agree. Yeah. You know, this is time to get a little more serious. So, Garden Shed mm-hmm. is definitely. If you listen to the album as a whole, the highlight of the album, it's the just pinnacle because Garden Shed starts off with the with a very relaxed instrumental and you don't hear any words for like a solid like minute and a half. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get the little like the the chorus, not really the chorus, but yeah, um, like an angelic voice starting to sing a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Tyler explodes out and he just talks about what it's like living in the quote-unquote garden shed, which is um, a metaphor for him being in the closet because that's a, another theme in this album is him coming to terms with his sexuality. Yeah. Mm. I, For me personally, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is my favorite track on the entire album. Not only for mm. its message, not only for its feature, which I think is phenomenal. I love Estelle. I, I just think... That you you hit it on the nail, Willie. This is definitely the emotional climax of this album. Now, where the enjoyment for me comes personally in this song not only comes in what I've mentioned, the instrumentals, the track, and how how vulnerable Tyler is in this song. It comes in like really the the cold, like what it means. This is a point for like in this point of the album, Tyler is expressing his feelings like just unabashedly he, he's putting all of it out there for the viewer, listener to, to listen to and really for some people that are in that in that situation to really relate to and i think that's personally very powerful and quite and like we said very poignant off of tyler but uh what do you think address i mean i agree this is definitely one of the most this is definitely one of the most personal songs that tyler's put out especially on this album because mm-hmm. it's talking he's talking more about his personal struggles not only with uh, his sexuality but also with just how he feels about himself and how other people feel about him yeah tyler has always been someone that doesn't care about what other people think Mm -hmm. you can tell that from every interview every single like just every single video of him ever he's always doing the stupid stuff he doesn't care what yeah but it seems that here he's kind of 
broken that facade. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so anxious about being in the closet or being in the garden shed. Yeah. Because he's, he, he's scared about how like, the world will view him. That's just how I interpreted it. No, that's a pretty but, sound interpretation, yeah. Yeah. But um, the whole the whole song is just about basically about that. And even even the feature kind of adds on to that. It does. It does. Because the yeah, because Estelle, the British R&B singer that is the the feature on this track has very vocally voiced her support for the LGBTQIA+ community. Mm-hmm. Therefore, this is not this is this isn't someone this is someone that understand in a sense understand what Tyler's going through. Yeah. At the very least can sympathize or empathize with what he's at Willie the English major. What's the difference between sympathize and empathize? Sympathize is um when you're sad for someone, empathize is when you feel their pain. Okay, so sympathize will be the right one in this game. Yeah. Estelle would when you sympathize with Tyler and be able to kind of understand yeah, like in a sense understand what he's going through mm-hmm. and be able to be there for him if he needed it. Which is why I think she's the perfect feature for this track. And I like this track a lot. I truly, this, this just feels the most personal to me. Most emotional. Real so, quick, so yeah, anything else to yeah, add? Just tying up yes. the, the end of the song. I feel narratively when we enter this metaphysical garden shed, we're, we're looking at Tyler's true nature, who he really is. And I feel that, mm. I, I'm not going to shy away from this, but Tyler has a pretty dark, muddled past with, uh, with topics, with very sensitive topics in his earlier works. And at some point, most of his music would be considered to be homophobic. However, yes. if there is a way to to kind of throw back and, in a sense, evolve from that backlash, I feel like Garden Shed was the perfect example of what to do in that situation. And mm-hmm. I feel that personally, I'm going to mention this again, for him to just go out there and give all of it and pour his emotions into this song and into this album really is a spectacular move and would later be the building blocks of what I believe Igor and Call Me If You Get Lost is. Hmm. But yeah. I think with that, gentlemen. Let's move on. I Yeah. Andres. Yes. yes. Let's go. I'm not going to lie and I'm Can't very sorry to say this. Me. I'm yes. not going to lie and I'm very sorry to say this. Mm-hmm. When I was listening to mm, food, I did feel a couple feelings of, I, of boredom. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I guess. No, Andres, please, no. Andres left the call, by the way. Yeah. Bore. Okay, no, never mind. No, that was. It's boredom now. It's boredom, boys. I right, boredom. Boy, what did you mean that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are so many more. They're on this like, episode. That's fair. I understand. But Boredom by Tyler the Creator is probably the most famous song in terms of him on tour because oh. this is the song that everyone sings along to the the chorus, the Rex Orange County's chorus. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so it's a it's a very simple chorus, but Rex Orange County yeah. has such a beautiful voice, the instrumental is so soft. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful in, uh, transition from what Garden Shed was yeah. into what boredom becomes. I will so it's not only Rex Orange County on this one, though. It's also uh, Anna of the Anna North. North yeah. Anna of the North. Is it Anna or Anna of the North? Well, it's two ends, so it might just be Anna. Anna. For as scarce as she is on the track, I feel that she adds a lot. And as well, going yeah. and segue into how I feel about the track. 
I feel Born mm-hmm. is the probably the perfect song to come off or yeah, to come off of uh, of Garden shit actually. Now that you brought that up, Willie. I feel that how in the way that Rex Orange County dominates the song, you have these moments of reprieve or these little intermissions where you hear Tyler and they just coalesce so well. If there's one thing that this album does phenomenally and what Tyler really does in this album is bring out the best in all of his collabs. ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. Estelle, Rex Orange County. I feel that in this song especially, you get this beautiful merging of two sounds that are just, you have this very light guitar going off in the background. Other, this slow droning drum that starts to begin when Tyler's wrist goes off, I believe. And Mm -hmm. to me personally, as much as I love, as I love the song and its meaning to the album, I kind of, now don't hate me for this Tyler friends, I kind of skip this song sometimes. Because to me, it's in the same. I can't vein, believe you. It's in the same vein that that See You Again was in. I listened to the song so much to the point where it's a bit saturated to me. But that is fair. Don't get me wrong. For what this, for what boredom is, it's phenomenal, and I, on fair. the upper echelon of this album. But yeah, mm-hmm. what do you what do you think, Andres? So I am I am kind of in the gears do. I like the song a lot. I definitely listen to it more. I definitely listen to it more than I did. See you again in terms of saturation. Uh-huh. I thought it was a little less saturated, so I still listen to it more. Yeah. But this song, I feel like, is the weakest tone-wise in terms of the message. Because uh-huh. it is just kind of reiterating what is stated a lot in the other album right. and like the album in the, in the rest of the album, everything before it. So I feel like there isn't a lot in a sense of new that is being added. The only real thing is that since this song is called Boredom, it's talking about being so lonely that you're just bored all the time. You have no one to talk to, no one to hang out with. You're just kind of bored. Right. So that is Tyler's loneliness is getting to him. That's, that's like the only real thing in this album that I could have gauged is a little different tonal, tone-wise mm-hmm. than the rest of the album. Yeah. But honestly, Willie, I, I want to hear your take about this. No, I've, I've already given my take, but I, I was feeling a, a little transition from what you just said. Ooh. Oh, beautiful. Go ahead. Okay. Because if it's talking about Tyler's loneliness. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because he doesn't have time for everybody, or they don't have time for him? Ooh, that goes really well into this album theme. I, I, I like good. it. More nuanced Willie transitions, please. I ain't got time. I just don't have time. There's one thing that I'm gonna talk about for this song because I remember I was listening to the album. I was like, oh shit, yeah, yo, that's kind of dope. It's that. Uh, Sugar is featured towards right towards the end of the song. I was going to say that. Uh, well, I said it Man. first. Oh my God. Sugar, of course, coming off Call Me If You Get Lost, which was released four years later. Mm. And it's so, it's such an interesting thing because it's very different to what we got. And it just goes to show that artists are constantly working mm-hmm. on songs that we just don't know about. Yeah. So like Tyler can, Tyler probably has like 300 songs in his catalog that have just never been released because he didn't like them. Right. And yeah, Sugar, thank, thankfully, was released and became the best song of Call Me If You Get Lost, but that's besides the point. But okay. yeah, um, no, nothing. Um, what do you guys, mm. what do you boys have to say about I Ain't Got Time? Uh, I'm just going to say something real quick. Uh, you're wrong. The best song of Call Me If You Get Lost <laughs> is Hot Wind Blows. You didn't roll in. But anyways, uh, more important matters. More important matters. I ain't got time. 
I think so. Not even I think. Th- uh-huh. Obviously, what Song is talking about is Tyler dismissing not only the people that he felt were fake, the people that he didn't want to talk to anymore. Yeah, he he ain't got time for these for these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's him immediately dismissing all the people that he didn't want to talk to anymore. That didn't feel like he was that were important to his success. Mm-hmm. So th- there was a lot of people that Tyler talked about. That Tyler talked about that are only interested in him for his success, and he's kind of. And he, he's surprised at how many people that he realized were just here for his money, for his for his for his fame. Right. And so that's what this, that's what he's trying to get across. That that sucks. And so he he's trying to live his life now, being a lot more in a sense tunnel visioned, mm-hmm. really only focusing on what matters and only having people around that he knows aren't going to be like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Any any other takes? Before I divulge and. In- speaking the same matter of what you're talking about i will say musically Mm -hmm. this shares the same identity with uh who that boy and Mm -hmm. this is one of the more hyper songs on the on the on the album and i feel like i I enjoy this a bit more than who that boy in my opinion Mm -hmm. you get right you get the radio you get the what's it called sorry you get the return of the the radio host right immediately into the song and it's just this jumping beat and it just doesn't stop i will say Mm -hmm. In terms of emotion and what you were talking about prior, if there was a way to describe this track, it's like getting an instant burst of like adrenaline. Like, mm-hmm. if I could relate this to a sensation, it would probably be like just laying down in bed and just getting a sudden burst of energy and just being like, "Man, what am I doing? Screw all these people I that do yeah, I gotta do something. I gotta like cut out mm-hmm. all these people that aren't beneficial to me." And you really get that jolt of energy when listening to the album. And to me, it's it's great. This is probably my second favorite song right behind of Garden Shed. Not only mm. because of how hype and just going, yeah, it's just going, he, Tyler is on the track. Yeah. It's, it's just great. And listening it live, it just helps so much too. It's awesome. Oh, true. Absolutely. But yeah, what do you think? Can someone, can someone pull up a set list really quick for Comic Figure Lost Tour? Because I do want to mention the songs that he did perform from Flower Boy off on the tour. I know he did see you again, obviously. Yes, he did boredom. He did boredom, yeah. See you again, boredom. Who that boy? Who that boy? Did he, he do? No, he did nine one one. No, right? He did nine one one. He did nine one one. No, that was just four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so never mind. But that last one we mentioned. Yeah, no. The last it's... song, I think chronologically, the last song that he played mm-hmm. from Flower Boy after Comic Book Lost, a gentleman. Sebastian. Yes. Let's say you're having an emergency. You've choked on a chicken wing, right? Uh-huh. Like a the bone got stuck in your throat. Like a cartoon? Like, like, yeah, a, like a cartoon. Like, you, can see, you, can see the, you can see the... You can see the bone protruding from his neck. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, then, and you're, trying to, you're trying to swallow and it goes... Uh-huh. You know? You get, you get, all right, anyways. What number would you call to come and save you? Are you really going to make this spell? I don't want to spell it out, bro. Nine one one. Nine one one. Call me sometime. Are we going to divide the songs? Do you boys want to divide? Allow the me songs? to change. Yeah, all right. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. But we'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll, okay. I'll do the change in the second half. Talk about nine one one as its own. Willie, go ahead. I'm gonna talk about both of them because that's all I'm gonna add. Nine one one and Mr. Lonely mm-hmm. slash Mr. Lonely is my favorite song off of Flower Boy. Okay. It's such. My type of music, soft, kind of trippy. Yeah. Um, great themes, and it like 
you know, everyone is lonely sometimes and, you know, you can relate to that, yeah. how he's feeling, you know, I'm the loneliest man alive, but I keep on dan- th- dancing to throw them off. It's yeah. him putting on the mask so others don't know that, how bad he's struggling, which is something that a lot of people yeah. mm-hmm. uh, do when they're struggling mentally. Yes, right. of course. Anything else to add, I boys? I feel to me, 911 listening to it the first time, both of these tracks just go so hand in hand in the transition in between. Uh, let me speak more a bit about 911. That line that you mentioned, I'm the loneliest man alive, but I keep on dancing to throw him off. When you listen to it the first time, you're like, oh, okay. Like, and, yeah. I will say, you get, to me at least, I got the message of the album clearly the first time that you listen to it, and I have to give praise to Tyler for that. Not only in how explicit and blatant the, the lyrics are. Not Not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying that in the way like, like he did it successfully in the way that the the sounds uh the song sounds i think it's just phenomenal i think it's great it's a great song it's something to really jam out to you have these moments of of just synths and the the 911 call me sometimes and then you go into like this really slowed down version uh, a lot more r&b rap inspired where you get tyler's verse and that mm-hmm. leads into to mr lonely but i believe you have a transition for that address but before we get into that, allow me to explain my thoughts on that one. one. Yeah. So as Willie has probably stated, that lyric of the loneliest man alive, but I keep dancing to throw him off. Yeah. Is probably one of my favorite lyric off this entire album, just because it perfectly summarizes what he was trying to say. It's 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 his facade of being super upbeat, just always being that guy. But you know, he gets home, he's alone. He has all his money, all this power, power, but all this money. But he has. Doesn't have anyone close. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why he, he, he hit me on that beeper at that nine, one, yeah. one. The way that I've always interpreted that is that he he wants people, like, if, if anyone's feeling down or wants to talk about something, they can come to him. Right. Like he, he wants to be 911. He wants to be like the emergency operator. Like listening to the people's problems, so he can talk to someone right. mm-hmm. and be able to just like have that connection. You know what I mean? That's a that's a good take. That's a really good take, thank actually. I have to give you praise for that. Oh, oh, thank you. I'm a flying drum. But Andres, no, wait, no. I'm done. He, dude, I'm he had done. it reserved. He had it fucking reserved. I'll do that. First of all, A and B. I'm not done. So the last thing I want to talk about from the song is the lyrics: of five car garage, full tank of the gas, but that don't mean nothing, 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 nothing without you shotgun in the passenger. Yeah. I'm the loneliest man alive, <laughs> but I keep dancing to throw him off. Anyways, so in that, in those four lines, he's talking about how money can't buy happiness. He's just, yeah. it's just kind of, it, it, it's pointless to have this like, super nice McLaren car, but no one in it to share that happiness. Yeah, and that's that's why I, when I look at the cover, what is the husband? There is. That's why when I look at the cover, I know we're not pausing this, but I'm just gonna show the people, my two audience members right now. Yeah. Right here where the McLaren is, you can see that obviously it's just Tyler on the cover. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's doing that and he's also covering the face of the bees. Yeah. I feel like he's doing that A because he's Mr. Lone. He doesn't know who he is. He's just a lonely guy. Mm-hmm. And McLaren alone, he has nobody else to really talk about these things, which is why I feel like this is the strongest song message was. Okay. But I feel like mm-hmm. to really complete that, we gotta talk about Mr. Lonely. Sales. Yes, sir. Oh no, I just realized. You know, actually, Willie. I need to ask Willie this because you, 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 I can't do this to you, Willie. <laughs> yes, Andres. This moment, are you uh, talking any females right now? 
No. <laughs> oh no. So would you consider yourself Mr. Lonely? Oh Got him. All right. Mr. Lonely. That was out of pocket. You know what, Andres? I can't even lie. I've been lonely as fuck. Oh! Oh, oh lonely ass loser. So the intro, immediately. Uh-huh. ASAP Rocky, Schoolboy Q, Lionel, and Tyler. All four of them speaking to the people. Yeah. I can't even lie. I'm the lonely as fuck. It's so good. Oh, lonely It adds ass. to the hype of the track. Speaking about the speaking yes. of the track. Honestly, to... Oh, oh. what were you going to say? On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, actually, you know what? I'll go here. No, 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 begin, Andres. This is your, this is your truck. Okay. Okay. So, immediately, he be, he goes hard. Immediately, he goes, they say the loudest in the room is weak, but that's what they assume, but I disagree. Mm-hmm. Immediately, he's talking about, first of all, that's a quote, that's a basically a quote from, from the movie American Gangster from 2007. Uh-huh. Quote is literally the loudest one in the room is the weak, is the weakest one in the room. Huh. So, he's immediately, he's, he's immediately combating that, that statement. By saying that the weakest one in the room is the loneliest one, not particularly the weakest. Yeah. So it's it's just so interesting to think about that Tyler has had this narrative in his head that that he's just, he's he's the loneliest man alive. Mm-hmm. That he truly has nobody. He has he has everyone, but he has nobody. Yeah. I like to think of this with a quote from a show called uh, BoJack Horseman. Um, have you guys seen the show or already heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, I heard of it. And the quote, I believe it is, uh, everybody loves you, but nobody likes you. Mm-hmm. That's what he's, that, that's like the, that's, I want to say like the, the perfect quote to describe his entire album. Hmm. He, everyone loves him. Everyone's going to his tours, buying his merch, listening to his songs, but nobody likes Tyler. People like Tyler, the people love Tyler, the creator, but nobody likes Tyler Baudelaire. You know what I mean? That's, that's not his. That's not his last name. I know that. I, I know that. I just I just forgot his actual last name until I just O'Connor. said it. Oh, Mr. O'Connor. O'Connor. Yes, I know. Anyways, God, because interrupting me. Anyways, yeah, that yeah. I feel like that I feel like is what the pinnacle of what the album is trying to describe. Yeah, he's trying to describe what true loneliness is like, and it hits really deep. It hits harder when it comes, especially when this part specifically. Right. But I think you gentlemen you have something to add. I'd like to add something, one more thing. <clears throat> that feeling everyone loves you but nobody likes you mm-hmm. is something that I've felt before. And it's not mm-hmm. a very great feeling because it, it it's it just shrouds you in loneliness. Yeah. It, it, you know, like you get home and they're like, you know, you're talking to a bunch of people throughout the day and then you get home and then absolutely no one is talking to you. Yes. No one's checking up on you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the song, you know, Tyler is just basically just pleading, just check on, check in on me sometimes, so I don't have to press that nine one one. Yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. of like Andres said that there's a lot of mm-hmm. um, thoughts going into the, the message of the album, which is Tyler yeah. going having those really dark thoughts. That's that's one of the most mm-hmm. glaring uh, views of what it was. Yeah, of course. And I think to me, one of the more interesting about. Uh, interesting things about this half of the song is that it brings up the concept of materialism the the Mm. lyrics specifically i know you're sick of me talking about cars but what the fuck else do you want from me that's the only thing keeping me company purchasing things until i'm annoyed these items are feeling the void Mm. and i think that's very introspective and like a testament of what the the whole theme of mr lonely is and what essentially this album is for what also, I, those are bars that go so hard. Huge bars. 
But anyways, I, I think it's it's super interesting that he comes out and says this statement blatantly, like without any any fan for anything. It's just raw truth that he's expressing, and it just goes in line for what the second half of the song is, where it's just much more grimier, fast pace, and he's putting his thoughts out there just rapid fire. But I, I enjoy this track so much, and it's my third favorite song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. But yeah, I feel like we should we yeah. should start. We should start dropping seeds. Oh, that was great, actually. That, like that, that. Was, that wasn't even that. But okay. okay. I like it. it was simple. It was simple and sweet. Okay. And they hit they got the problem. I was, was going to say something. Just like this that. song. This song is simple Ooh. and sweet and short. It is. It is, it is the minute-long interlude for this track. I don't even count featuring, it. Featuring uh-huh. Lil Wayne. I, I said it first, bitch. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Real quick. I'm going to just say about my, th- my thoughts about this track. Mm. Little Wayne and Tyler just fuck man. These two are so good, and like you True. hear you hear the potential that they have on this song, and then you hear a better version of it in Hot Wind Blows. It's just oh. you guys remember True. the Don FM episode where I said uh, the the very key thing about the weekend and the Little Wayne sound not really meshing. Yes, this is the antithesis. This is the example of two artists just collabing and it just working perfectly. Like their sound correlates super well. The way that Wayne just floats and flies on the track while he's saying these like pretty impressive and a bit illicit lines, I think is mm. a really good. I don't even consider this to be an interlude, even though it's super short, because it's a full fledged track. But yeah, with that being said, what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Andres? So really quick, just a very small thing I do want to mention. The way I, I kind of interpreted the song, even though it's only in the minute long. It's called dropping seeds, which I assume it means like dropping bars. And then from that, he changed it to seeds because I mentioned a lot prior. This album's a lot about growth. Mm-hmm. He's dropping these seeds to grow more as a person because he wants to be better and he wants to be able to help people as as he's lacked that help in life. But Willie, do you have anything else to add on this track? I'd like to add a little story behind dropping seeds. So Tyler made dropping seeds and he was like, I'm going to get win on this. And yes. he only, he won't like the, in, the song is really short. It's a minute long. So he just wanted a little yes. piece of the wing and he sends it to him and just kind of like forgets about it. And then he's on tour for Ter- cherry bomb and he's in Omaha, Nebraska, the greatest place on earth. I, 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 I assume. And he gets a text from Lil Wayne and he says, check your email mm-hmm. and he checks it. And right there is Lil Wayne's verse for dropping seeds. That's actually super cool. It's actually a pretty yeah. good actor, yeah. I like Lil Wayne a lot. Lil Wayne is just a cool guy. He flows I don't know. I just happy, think he's bro. a cool guy. In my opinion. Like I, yeah, said, I said this before on uh, on Don FM, but yeah. But yeah, anything else to be said about uh, Dropping Seas, boys? No, but then we can move on. All right. One of you two last three tracks. Uh-huh. Sebastian? Yes. Yes, William. Well, what month is Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. No, I forgot. It's so good. <laughs> Why, well, Willie? That'd be the month of November. November, November. is <laughs> November is what we want to remember. See, you see what I did there? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I like that alliteration. So, um, I was gonna say Sebastian Tyler uh-huh. is talking about take me back to November. You know, he wants to go back to November mm-hmm. uh, because November is a very 
relaxing time. You know, it's starting to get cold outside, but you can still kind of get away with wearing Hawaiian shirts, as he said in the song. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's a very, it's a, you know, it's the month before December and everyone loves December. And there's a, there has been a trend um, recently that people are calling each other their Novembers because it's just the month that we all love. And so our different people yeah. who we love are Novembers. So, yeah. But if, I can, if I can speak on the track, uh, I will say the beat and the whole sound of it is pretty simple. It's pretty bare bones. You get this very simple looping track or looping beat. That doesn't really evolve, but I feel it's not to the detriment of the track. I feel that the way that Tyler gives his verse just goes as well. And the whole theme and what this song is really going for is this sentiment of doubt, where he starts questioning mm. if the people close to him are, are, you know, fucking him over, if they're really the best for him. And you have this really introspective track on, like, near the finale of the album. And to me, it leaves this sort of bittersweet sensation as you get Tyler from the, the beginning, the inception of this album, going off pretty, pretty doubtful. And then returning into that mentality after what, like this entire journey that we've been going through. But yeah, uh, what do you think, Andres? My bad. What do you think, Willie? Um, I really don't have much else to add mm-hmm. personally, but I'd just like to say that November is one of my favorite tracks off the album, and it's a very, very beautiful song. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I was something. Say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something I want to mention. My apologies. I have to no, take a look at something real quick. Uh, okay, so something that I do want to mention. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're all aware of the, in a sense, like the interview between the song, but like a lot of people were just saying, oh, who, like, my November was for XYZ. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? at the end, yeah. Exactly. So that is, to me, one of the most interesting ways to, like, cut a song in half. Mm-hmm. Not half, because the rest is just a chorus to end song. Yeah. But it, it, it would end off a song, let's put it. It's, a, it's an interesting outro without being the actual outro. Mm-hmm. Because as Willie was stating prior, it's everyone explaining who was there in November. Memories that they've had, people that they've shared a lot of connection with, yeah. things that they've done, items that they've owned, that they owned a lot of personal value. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting because it really shows what this album truly means. It's finding that true happiness, that true luxury that you have. Mm-hmm. It just, that little thing, it could be the littlest thing that brings you true happiness, that, keep, that reminds you to keep going, to keep going forward. Yeah. To not hit those potholes. All right. That was, also, that was that great, actually. That, that's the end of the English major in undress. Huh? <laughs> I was gonna do. I was, I love I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna major in creative writing. Oh. But I said, nah. Don't know where money's at. Interesting. I'm studying crime. But yeah, anything else to say about November? I'm gonna arrest Willie for making bad books. Yeah. Not personally Anyways. for me. Bad. Okay. Andres. Oh, I was gonna. Be yes. Bad. Yeah. So oh, you know how? No, no, no. So I was gonna do it right now. Andres, Andres, what? what? You know how I'm gonna have a niece soon, right? That's true. Congratulations, yeah. man. Uncle, there's gonna Uncle be Willie. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Host. Willie. Woo. Woo. I think there's gonna be a couple purchases, at least for me, of glitter. Okay. Mm. Okay. Nice. Hold on, w- Willie, Willie, Willie. No, 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 no. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. I, th- there's, there's. Okay, move on on your forehead. There's like something there. There's something there. Yeah, push, push your hair back a little bit. There's a speck of glitter there. Got him. All right. Okay. Glitter. Uh-huh. Immediately starts mm-hmm. with a voicemail. 
It's not what I'm talking about. Yes. Well, it's November where it's November where the yeah, voicemail yeah. starts, and then it leads into this. That's what I meant. Whatever. No, I'm gonna. Yeah, so it's the voicemail from November, and then immediately goes into the into the what is the penultimate track mm-hmm. on Flower Boy. Yeah. Glitter. This track's instrumental is one of my favorite of the entire album. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it just makes you feel so happy. It does. It, it just it just it just really calms you down. It makes you it makes you feel just in a good mood. Mm-hmm. You're not particularly like having like having a blast, but you're having you're in a good mood. It makes you a little happy. Yeah, it's just it's the small things, the the little things that really make your day. And I feel like that's um the there's the little things that make you happy that really make your day. I feel like it's something that Tyler's really trying to accentuate mm-hmm. accentuate with this album. Yeah, and I feel like glitter does it very very well. And with with lines like fireworks, yeah, I feel like glitter. Like he's trying to explain. And I feel like with that lyric, mm-hmm. it's Tyler explaining who he is. Yeah, fireworks are something that are beautiful to look at. Yeah, but they're super loud and they they, they can they're super abrupt and they can kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, but they're super exciting. But they're just so pretty to look at. I feel like that's what Tyler's trying to say. That he's a mm-hmm. really he wants to be a really good person, but it's kind of hard for some people for him to really mix with people because he's super loud and that's just how he is. Mm. That's the way I took that. At least that one line, and kind of this whole song in general. Analogy, yeah. He's trying, he's trying yeah. to see the glitter. I will say he feels, he feels like glitter. Uh huh. To but me, anyways, go honestly, on, go ahead. you get a lot of that that happy '90 R&B flair. Like if if there's one way to describe this song in particular, it's flair. It's happiness. You're describing a person that means a lot to you, perhaps both emotionally and romantically. To me, mm. being the let's say. Not after the climax, the sort of falling action after the climax. This is the... You you get the sensation that as this album comes to a close, he's admitting his true feelings, which goes into the narrative that we're Mm. talking to, the voicemail. And then by the end of the song, there being a a voice note of, sorry, we didn't get the message. Meaning that what what I and many others have assumed is that Tyler was sending that message out to the person that they want to, to reach out romantically and finally admit their feelings in this track, in this cola, in this finale, in a sort. Well, not me. Mm. Well, the finale is enjoy right now today. But I feel that because this is the last time that we hear Tyler. And in a way to sort of close end what Flower Boy is, this is a great current call. I, I, I like this song a lot. And it wraps up neatly what the narrative of this album is. And it ties pretty well into the last song. But what do you think, Willie? Well, Glitter, I was going to say towards the end, you know, it's just him. I feel like the song is him revealing that he's wanted to, to, to talk about what he's been talking about throughout the album sooner. Yeah. But for some reason, the universe hasn't just not let him so like as the the call cuts out and it just doesn't send right you know it's him you you know this is like in the most respectful way possible Mm -hmm. if someone says they feel like glitter that's that's a little bit it's it's more of a girly thing Mm -hmm. to not put gender norms on fucking glitter but usually you see you know like bedazzled stuff like shiny stuff is for girls but if a guy's saying it and especially since he raises his voice in the song not raises his voice like pitches it up yeah. um it's very much supposed to be like you know this is him trying to show his true colors and i also want to point out that right at the very end it's saying it's it says come fuck flower boy which is in the real name of the album mm-hmm. yeah it's true it's on the vinyl too 
on the on the spine of the vinyl where usually the title is usually that for example like like on Mobrush Doomsday Vinyl, it's on the spine. But for mm-hmm. Flower Boy, instead of saying Flower Boy, it's come from Flower Boy. That's the, the yeah. truth. It's what he wanted it to be. Yeah. And my fl- and Flower and my Flower Boy, my Flower Boy shirt has Scumfuck Flower Boy all over it. Oh, I think my poster has it too, but I just don't put it up. It does. My poster has it too. I just don't put it that way. But anyways, gentlemen. Yeah. To wrap up, to wrap up this album, I feel like we've talked about a lot of things today. Mm-hmm. Talked a lot about loneliness. Talked a lot about depression, suicidal thoughts. Talked about sexuality. We've talked about a little not wanting to be that person, wanting to be better. We've talked about growth. Right. We've talked about being your inner beauty. And I feel like in life, we can't let those things, we can't, we can't let those things just obstruct our true vision. Huh. Well, I mm-hmm. feel like we can't be stuck in the past and we can't be worried about the future. Gentlemen, I think we have to enjoy right now today. It's okay. true. That goes, sure. that's honestly a lot more than what you can say for the track because it's just an instrumental. <laughs> Well, the album in general, but true. But, yeah, no. Going to what the message of that final song mm. is, I feel that you did, you said it perfectly. Tyler mm. throwing aside these doubts, everything that was building up before, and is just enjoying right now, today, the moment. Mm-hmm. And you get that, you really hear that reflected mm. in the track. And I feel that perhaps what Tyler is trying to go for is just to enjoy the instrumental, just to enjoy the sounds that you're listening to. And in a strange moment of reflection because that's what i can describe this song to be just a period where you listen to the instrumental maybe you're sitting back in your seat you're really thinking and reminiscing about what the prior tracks were building up to but you're just enjoying it, this final track but yeah what do you have to say right well you know I've, I've hinted at it the last couple episodes but i'm someone who has really struggled with um mental health and all that stuff mm-hmm and the message enjoy right now today mm-hmm. is probably the best thing that you can say to someone who, who like me is struggling because it's really difficult to get wrapped up in the 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 reality of that life is just rough and it's going to kick your ass every single day no matter what right but if you just decide to say you know what i'm not going to focus on anything i'm just going to enjoy life day to day it helps exponentially with how you end up living because you're not focused on all the responsibilities even though you should Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that you shouldn't but it's just to be being able to instead of feeling like life is monsooning over you it's just a few little waves every single day well yeah i do want to add yeah that's a good word Mm -hmm. i do want to add off topic willie as someone who has struggled as well you know, I, 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 do, I mean this off podcast, like off topic. I, I, I do mean this genuinely. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you are feeling that way, please, please call me. Please call us. We're don't don't call that 911. Remember, there's <sighs> always... Don't hit that 911. There's always, yeah. There's always there, always, there, there, there are numbers that you can't call. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to, you know, I'm here for you, buddy. I've, I've known you since elementary school. And I, too, understand the struggles. With that, what a I love heart, you. heartfelt finale to what it, this right. beautiful album is. Boys, I'm going to get to this trademark segment of our show. Sebas's Scummy Six. (laughs) Why six? Because it's not spectacular. It's not stupendous. It's scummy. It's not sensational. So we have the tracks Garden Shed, Pothole, Mm -hmm. 911, Mm -hmm. I Ain't Got Time, Who That Boy, Mm -hmm. and Forward. Oh, that's all for me, boys. Good. 
What about you? That's pretty good. What about you? Will, you want to go first? It's time for William's Tragic 3. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, actually. That's not bad. I like that. Uh-huh. Top three songs off of this album. Uh-huh. 911, Mr. Lonely. Okay. Garden Shed and Who That Boy. All right. What a great choice. Okay. What about you, Andres? Oh, and I had thought about this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. Andres is Fabulous Five. Hey, All yo. Right. Okay. I wanted to do something with Inspirational, but I couldn't. Cause was, like, Inspirational Flower Eight Flower. has too many songs. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Andres is Flowerful Four. Let's get it. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Good improv. Pothole. Uh-huh. 911, Dropping Seeds, and Forward. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Boys, it's that segment of the show again. How would you rate this album, William? Flower Boy at one point was my favorite album mm-hmm. ever made. Mm-hmm. Flower Boy is such a smooth album from song to song. Yeah. All the transitions are beautiful. Every, almost every song is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You have some bangers like, you know, Who That Boy, all that stuff. And overall, musically, it's something that should be studied for years to come. With that being said, mm-hmm. along with the message being so beautiful and so touching, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this song, album a nine to a nine point five out of ten. I like that. For me personally, for an artist's work that has been that has aged five years to be in contention for their best work, I feel that that is a landmark and a testament to how great this artist is and how they've evolved over time how this was such a turning point in tyler's career to the point where i considered this album kind of saved his career what was a career riddled with notoriety you get this explicitly sentimental album that just becomes this experience when you listen to the first time that's very I don't know. I don't know how to explain it in other words that haven't been said multiple times throughout this podcast. But if there's one way that I could just say in a single word, it is beautiful. For me, I will personally have to say, I listen to this album a lot. It shows up on all of my playlists. There are a lot of bangers. To me, the way that this album has aged over time, it's just. To me, this album's a perfect ten. Wow. The first 10 of, of our career, John. I don't know. I don't know. If Second. First. Second? Or the first? Which was the first? Mine. Mine. Uh, uh, Silk Sonic. Is Sonic. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, fine. Okay. So we have Willie's first 10 and Celis' first 10. Mm-hmm. Now the people are waiting for my first 10. But it will not be Flower Boy, unfortunately. Boo. It will not be Flower Boy. Okay. All right. Get, get I, I have an album lined up that I do believe is 10. The but it is not Flower Boy. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. I am in the same boat as Willie as this is an album to me that has a lot of personal value, yeah. a lot of personal connection. And I, at one point, it was very hard for me to listen to this album, but not in a bad way. It was hard for me to listen to it because I related it too much. And it got to the point where, how do I put this? When I, when I say that it related too hard, I mean, it hit a little too close to home. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You understand? But, besides, but, that's, but that's not even a bad thing. That just goes to show that just goes to show how incredible this album is in terms of its message. 
The only reason I am not giving this a perfect 10 out of 10 is because I feel like there are some songs mm-hmm. that are a little pointless. Okay. Not pointless. You know, that's a strong word. That's, yeah. <laughs> there, are some, there are some songs that I've skipped. Mm-hmm. And I will admit that I have skipped. Sometimes I skip. I've skipped sometimes. And that's not it. That's the only song. I skip sometimes and I skip Who That Boy when I'm not feeling the hype. I feel like Who That Boy and I Ain't Got Time are just so out of place. Mm-hmm. For the overall message of his album, but especially Who That Boy. Uh-huh. While it was incredible at the concert, it's not incredible for the topic of this album. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's those two songs and a little bit of I Ain't Got Time that I will personally be giving this album a 9.5 out of 10. All right. I think okay. this album is beautiful and it's and it's a silky smooth listen to for 90% of it. Okay. Hmm. But it's those two potholes that bump it down to, to the bump it down those 0.5 points All for right. me personally. All right. Okay. This has been, honestly, on average, our closest episode together, boys. And our highest rated episode. Our highest rated episode, yeah. I might have been so sorry, because we all gave it like a nine. With that being said, who wants to say it? Where can they find you on this? Oh, Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on my Instagram. It's just Andre underscore P and 019. Or if you want to hit my my direct, hit my beeper at that 911. A direct line. You can usually find me on my Discord. It's just Nacho like the food, and the number is fifty-one forty-six. So, what about you? Where can the lovelies find you on Instagram at Sebas Ill? Just Sebas I L L. I also have an art account. If any of you listeners are inclined to that, at just Sebas Ill Art. But yeah, what about you, Willie? Where can they find you? Personally, you can find me on Instagram at William You can find me on Twitter at William and overall, for the podcast, you can find us at uh, Record Shop Pod on either Instagram or Twitter. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Tune in for our season finale as we talk about Brockhampton's album, Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I have no opinion See- yet. <laughs> I also don't know how to. I like I like Brockhampton a lot, I think but great. I haven't listened to Roadrunner. I don't I think, think. Great. it's very good. What is Roadrunner? Well, what's the album called? Roadrunner. Hold on. It's it's an album. It's an album. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm and, and a white and a really yeah. white silhouette. But yeah, that's that's it, everyone. I hope, we we hope you we hope you enjoyed, it and we'll we'll catch you next week. And I hope none of our listeners have a dial at nine one one. Please, you know, we're all praying on everyone's uprising. No, exactly. no praying, no praying for downfalls in, in this in this in this store. Amen. Except y'all, yeah, y'all be praying on my downfall. I know it. Hey, I know it. Yo. Yeah. You oh talks. my god. Get over hey, here. you, Willie. Get over here, Willie. Come over here. We'll All right. Well, later. see you guys next week. Goodbye, everyone. I got, there was one that I clicked on, and I remember laughing so goddamn <laughs> hard because it looked like she died. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>